My name is Jason Salomi and this is Perfection, an athlete's perspective. What's up people? Welcome to another episode of Perfection, an athlete's perspective. And today we've got a very, very special guest, a good friend of mine, a former wide receiver at the University of Michigan State, uh, from Houston, Texas originally, third all-time Michigan State history in receptions. <laughs> Spent some of the 2020 season with the Green Bay Packers and Carolina Panthers, and now he's here with me in Germany with the Dresden Monarchs. Daryl Stewart, how you doing today, bro? Man, can't complain. I'm doing good, man. Doing good. <laughs> All right, bro. So the, the whole premise of this podcast for me is just to help people get better, you know, aim for perfection, you know, strive for greatness. And the reason I wanted to reach out to you is because, you know, because of your journey, but also the position you play, you know, you play wide receiver. And the way you kind of play the game is very patient. You know, you wait to strike, wait to attack, and you just kind of you kind of kill people with that that mentality of yours, man. Um, I just kind of want to see how the art of patience relates to you as a player and you know as a man, and and sort of how that that makes you who you are, man. Definitely, definitely. Um, all right, bro. So having watched a lot of your film, I noticed that when you tack DBs, um, you use a you know multitude of different releases. Do you go into the game of different releases or do you change it based on how you play each other, how you play each DB? Um, I really uh, heard this line from two great guys, two great receivers in the NFL, uh, Devontae Adams and also Keenan Allen. Yeah. Uh, told me that it was, it's a reactionary game, you know. I mean, you do want to have a plan initially because you just – having a plan, but really, they go into the game, just everything's reactionary. Yeah. Because you never know what the DB might do. So yeah. if you go this way, just be quick to rack, racking this way, racking this way. Sometimes having a plan can clutter your mind to where uh, if this don't go, then you're just reactionary. Go out there and just be ready to react to whatever the DB is getting you. Mm. I like that, man. And you just said having a, a plan can kind of make you play a bit slower. Is that something that you found through experience? Definitely, definitely. I mean, having a plan is not a bad thing, definitely. Yeah. But sometimes you can overthink yourself, especially if you're a younger guy and you just get into the position and you're just trying to build up your confidence. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it can bother you. But one thing that I notice about football, you got to do what makes you comfortable. Mm-hmm. So it's having a plan makes you comfortable, let's roll with it because whatever makes you play faster. But sometimes if having a plan closes you a little bit, be reactionary to it. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, whatever helps you be the best. It's it's funny because you know I played with some players that like they play with a, a plan, such a detailed plan in their head, and it makes them play slower. And then I have players that like play completely free, but they don't have that kind of mindset. Okay, what happens if this goes wrong? So they kind of like have to have like a different balance and stuff like that. Like for me personally, if I think too much on the field, I play slower. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and then it might come back to bite me later on in film or, you know, coach boss, what, what you're doing this, that, and the other play. But I think, like you say, it's such a reactionary game, football. And, you know, the less you think and the more you think at the same time, the better you play. You just, like you say, you just have to kind of kind of find that balance, man. Definitely. Um, but, so when you were at Mich- Michigan State, when you played uh, DBs, was there a, a difference between college DBs and NFL DBs with how they, how they test your patience? Uh, definitely. Um, I feel like NFL, I'm going to start with college. College yeah. is more so of, they they done everything really by the book, mm. you know, and so they trying to, like you said, do everything 
to where to look good on film. Yeah. And do things right. So the coach, you can gain that trust of the coach. But you do have some that play off natural talent. But in the NFL, they watch so much film that they play off they talent and technique is so good. Yeah. So you don't know what you're gonna get. It's always disguised. Oh, he gonna press. Yeah. Oh, he off. He can off press. Yeah. He can, he can bump, release. Yeah. He can do like so many things he they can do because they so comfortable. Mm-hmm. They not trying to play by the book. Like okay, you know in college the DB coach you got to play two centimeters, two quarters in. Yeah. In. And the NFL they free, they free. They give you any type of different look. So it's 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 definitely a different scheme. But then you got guys in college who already have it to where they can play comfortable. They can play yeah. however they want to play. Like the top, top guys. Yeah, like the top guys. See, the top guys when I was playing was like Jeff Okuda. Uh, another guy, he played for Indiana. He was a freshman when I was playing, but I really feel like he was a great guy. His name Mullen. He got a brother that's in the NFL as well. He was, I'm talking about phenomenal. As a freshman, yeah. phenomenal, you know. Yeah. And, you know, uh, teammates, uh Justin Lane, yeah. he played for the Steelers now. Great, phenomenal DB, long, lanky. Yeah, you know, believed in himself, and also uh, Josiah, you know, Josiah Scott. He was, yeah, he's you know, nice. I'm talking about, he's probably not the biggest, but I promise you, like, he's after the ball 24/7. So it's definitely it's a hand select guys in college who has that confidence to where they can just play free and give you any disguise you think is okay. Yeah, and the patience of the DB. Making you think, oh, he, he think I gave him my final move, uh-huh. and then he wait on you to shoot. It's it's, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing, honestly. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And how, how does that compare to? Because obviously, out here it's a bit different. Sometimes yeah. you're going to play like a German corner, for example, who's going to be by the book, but not as athletic. But then sometimes you come up against an American guy. How does that differ? Um, I don't know. I think it's mindset thing. Right? <laughs> You know me. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't take no prisoners. I don't give a, Hey, I tell you all the time. If I don't see on the news, Jalen Ramsey's come to the GFL, <laughs> I don't be sweating no bullets. So I don't be worrying about it. To me, honestly, I mean, no disrespect towards any other Europeans or Germans. Yeah. Nothing for me. Yeah, no. Just, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Even no, with yeah. Americans. It's, yeah. it's just, yeah. I don't know how to... You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you can see it, man. Because yeah. to be honest with you, I'm gonna be honest. It's since we, you know, perfection, you know, I want to be the one best of the best. I really don't be having problems like that to where, like, back in the in the states, like you're kind of, you know, what I'm saying, worry, not even worry, but you have to think. think. Yeah, here is just like playing off. I'm playing off this all ability. Yeah, yeah like you ain't even. Yeah, yeah, I get you. You know what I'm saying? I get you. And one thing about me, like, I just believe so much in preparation, so. Yeah, exactly, bro. I can't give nobody the acknowledgement mm-hmm. over myself because I'm constantly pre- preparing for the game, preparation, doing this. So I can't be like, oh, man, he gone. Yeah. Like, nah. When I, every time I go to the line, I'm thinking, like, cook. For the take this kid's lunch. <laughs> That's funny because like, like I, from what I've seen on film and like from what I've seen in person, like you're like you're right. Like it's not there's not really anyone I've seen that's really given you any problems. Um, so like with that, you're playing up just off ability. Does that affect like, do you play more patient or do you just go? Uh, I think it's either or because sometimes I play patient because out here you got people double tripping you. Yeah. So 
sometimes I make it seem like I'm only doing this route. Yeah. And it only doing this route. I'm only doing this route. Mm. And that's that's amazing to me. Because I can set them up to where I think, well, they got the safety running down for the out route. Yeah. And I'm so patient enough I can give them a little fake, look like I'm going out and head to the scene mm-hmm. for an open ball. So, yeah, sometimes. Then sometimes I'm attacking because then you got they playing man, but they pass you off yeah. to have a guy run underneath you. Yeah. And they got another guy if you go deep or another guy if you come across field. So, I think it's either or. I like patience, though. Yeah. I like patience. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes it's also good to attack because especially when you get in that feud with the other. I, and, and it's crazy to me. And I don't mean to go off subject, but no, no, it's, it's just it's some, especially out here, they be trying to talk trash like, oh, we doing this, doing this. I don't, it's crazy to me. It's, I feel like it's no way you can talk trash if you doubling and tripling somebody. I think Facts. I think you should be quite, if, and it's anybody out there listening, if, <laughs> or a DB, or a safety, or any defender, and your coach tell you beforehand, like, we're going to double this guy. He don't believe in you. It's what so it is. It's just what it don't is. Feel, don't try to come talk trash to somebody you doubling and tripling, bro. Yeah. What are you talking about? You ain't, It ain't nothing to talk about. Until yeah. you hold this man one on, there's nothing to talk about because you need help. Yeah. And I be trying to get that through people's head. Like, bro, this is, <laughs> y'all got three people on me, bro. Like, how, what trash can you say to me? Like, yeah, you, yeah, your yeah. coach don't even believe in you. <laughs> You got to check at the main station, brother. I ain't even, it ain't even me. But, nah, uh, yeah, that, it'd be fine, though, but definitely entertaining. No, nah, it, it's true, though, because, like, as a defensive player, when there's a dangerous wide receiver or dangerous wide receivers, plural, like, your, your defensive coach, like, coach, I think a lot of the young guys understand, they're not going to put you in a position to fail. Oh, no, they can't. If, if, they, if they think that you can't cover this guy at one-on-one, they won't say, oh, you can't cover him. They'll say... We're gonna run plow this week. Definitely, that, and that's it's not might not it's not disrespecting. It's not disrespecting. It's, it's that you're it trying is. to win. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. You're trying, trying to win. win. Like like defensive football in particular, like it's not about pride, you know. Nah, hell no. Unless you're like Revis or like like say, that's what I'm saying, man. If you got a dog on the other side, and he'd be like, you know what, cousin, now f that, I got him. I want it, but yeah, ain't nobody out here. Like that's what I'm saying. I'm like, dang, how am a match talking trash? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang. But it's like you said. It's in defense. It's about playing chess. You can't. You got to put the pieces to win. You got to put your pawn in the right spot, mm. rook. You got to put all these pieces in the right spot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The attack to, to win the game is not about. On offense, it's the same way. But you you gonna have more knuckleheads to say. <laughs> What's good? I won't. Because, bro, this is how I was born and raised. Like, yeah. Anybody talk trash on. We, we catching our phase head up. We ain't, we ain't running from no smoke. We catching phase head up. And you do what you got to do and you win. But have to, man. Yeah, it's definitely. No, that's, that's interesting. That's definitely do. That's interesting, man. And I, I want to go back to your time in Michigan State a little bit. Definitely. Uh, because, you know, you had a, a terrific year as a senior. But before that, you know, it was, was kind of up and down for you. you mm-hmm. know? How did you, what was your mindset, you know, in the four coming years to your senior year where you had that big breakout year? Um... And it's crazy that you say breakout year. It's so funny to me because it's like, damn, that's crazy. But uh, really, bro, patience, bro. Yeah. Patience was everything. Just knowing. Always be ready when your time being called because yeah. I have some phenomenal receivers in front of me to the Aaron Burbridge, mm. McGarry Kings, you know what I'm saying, to the R.J. Sheldons. You know what I'm saying? And the guy I came with named Felton Davis. Yeah. 
It was good. I had some great guys with me, you know, from the Donnie Corley's, Tristan Jackson's. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> it was a, a lot of great guys. Cody White, I know you heard him. Yeah, yeah, he's You nice. know what I'm saying? Nice. Great guys. Yeah. So it was all about patience, you know? Yeah. And one thing about me is just always when, it, when my time is called, I always just prepared, ready to play. And when I got to the situation where I was playing, yeah, you know what I'm saying, my so my red shirt sophomore junior, I was just prepared to play. It was a whole patience thing, just waiting for my time to be called. Mm-hmm. And like I want to say, what for two years before my senior, year, I kept ending the season with like 55 catches, 500 yards, mm-hmm. no touchdowns, probably one or two touchdowns. Yeah, my senior, year, I missed. What five games was I heard and had almost sixty catches mm-hmm. and five hundred yards with like five games left. Mm-hmm. So it's like you were gonna go crazy, man. It's it, but it's a patience thing though. And one thing I learned is as an athlete, and my father always told me you can never gripe about the playing time and why you're not getting in. Mm-hmm. Always prepare to be ready. Yeah, exactly. Always prepare to be ready because when you get called and you don't be ready. Now you look like a person who complained, but not, you know what I'm saying? And that yeah. was one thing I always, like, don't complain. I don't understand kids now when they, uh, players now, and they, man, I'm not getting this. and not. What are you showing, though? Are you showing this, that you can handle the responsibility to mm-hmm. ball? Mm-hmm. Are you showing that you can ball? Because mm-hmm. I don't feel in no situation where a kid be like, man, the coaches be. And I understand from the uh, player side and the coach side. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, man, man, this coach, man. He ch-. But think about it. What coach in sports history mm. got up in the morning and was like, you know what? I don't like this kid. I don't, <laughs> don't want to win, so I'm not going to put him in. I, ain't know, I don't know a coach yeah, who would nah, do that. You, do you, know gotta, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? They got to put the team in positions to where they want to win. So mm-hmm. I never looked at it like, man, this coach. Be-. No, what can I do? So then you start putting, you say, what can I do? To get better, hmm. and a lot of people don't like self criticism. That it hurts. It's, it's tough, man, it's to tough. sit down and think, man, what I need to do. That's that's hard because now you got to sit with yourself and look in the mirror. It's like, what I got to do, hmm. and so that's the the best thing I feel like for me, patience. Yeah, man. And I just thought about what I can do mm-hmm. to get better, and patience was the best thing to let me up to have a half a breakout year. I'm gonna say. Uh, yeah, you say break out yet. What do you think the rest of the year would have looked like had you stayed healthy, numbers wise? Man, definitely a thousand. Yeah, definitely probably like breaking the record at MSU for receptions in the single year. I think it was only like seventy. Yeah, you would you weren't you weren't that far off anyway. Nah, I was like what twenty catches yeah. away. So it's tough, man. What was your mindset with the injury as well? Like when when you got hurt, what were you thinking? Man, I was kind of devastated. You know, just. Being up to that point, it was like it was a broken leg, right? Yeah, yeah. Fract- I fractured my uh, fibula. How oh. I fractured my fibula? It was crazy, you know what I'm saying? Because it was like you made it all. You all these years, you know what I'm saying? You prepared for this moment. You did this. You did that. Yeah. And for it to not, you know, go through as planned. But then again, like I'm real close to my mother. Mm. Shout out, mom. Man, big shout out to Old G. <laughs> Man, but it was just, it was. It was tough, hmm. but talking to her every day, man, it's just so much adversity that you're going to have to go through in life. Yeah. And for you to sit down and lay in sorrow, 
you never gonna get nowhere. And that's what I learned. Like I was never gonna get anywhere by just sitting down. Mm-hmm. Everybody's sad. Everybody's everybody get hurt. Everybody. So what what makes you different? And the thing that what makes you different is to climb out of adversity and look it in the face and say, What's good? Let's I'm let's here. go. Yeah. I'm here. I'm here to deal with it and that's what I did and prayed a lot about it and just man, continue to motivate and move myself in the direction to get better. I love that man. And I think as well, something that someone told me about football or playing football like we're not like rocket scientists or brain surgeons like I don't like I don't know about you but like when people say oh I I feel like pressure like I don't really feel pressure because at the end of the day we're playing a game and it's and I love the game and you know my emotions are tied into it but like if I lose this football game no one's gonna die exactly (laughs) you know know. facts no one's gonna have to go about eating no one's under my care I'm just gonna lose this football game and like Go home and you know that that's it. No, definitely. You do, you do get. That is a good point to make. I, some people do put a lot of stress. A, a whole lot. Yeah. A whole lot of stress. So, I'm gonna say I've been on both sides of the. Oh yeah. Of the wagon. You definitely. know what I'm saying? Because I'm very competitive, and my mom would tell you that. Like, I am super competitive. Yeah. To where she worries about me. Because, <laughs> like, bro, it's to there's times that I just I just want to be. Better. Oh, I want. I I hate losing, bro. And it's it's a it's a sick disease. I think. It's a sick disease. I, I will stay outside all day until I hit this shot or make this move. Oh, I, I feel that hundred. And it's bro. And it's like I couldn't. I can. It would have been games where I did something and then sit right with me in the game, and I stayed up for a day because I couldn't Cause, sleep yeah, at night. Just thinking about it. Like what the what could I could I have done wrong and I yeah. keep replaying it. And this even to this day now, bro, my mom think I'm sick in the head. <laughs> Big family, right? Grew up come up huge family. Yeah. yeah. Growing up with them, you had a lot of boys around, a lot of girls, you know what I'm saying? But you <clears throat> you always get the gratification from the older guys or the older women are saying like, "Oh man, you did this great." Yeah. And that made you feel good alone, not get any reward. The reward was you getting the knowledge from the older guys who's doing what you're doing. And that feels basketball. good. Man, that playing basketball, crazy. bro. Just imagine, like, growing up in my grandmother's house, 10 boys. They're always around. So you always trying to be great. You're yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. find. And I was a baby at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to climb the ladder of being to get the gratification of acknowledgement, bro. And I feel like that's what grew that competitive edge. And my dad just, back home, my dad was neighborhood hero. Yeah, you like, said he was good man. at everything. Yeah. At everything. And so when people looked at me, they expect me to be good at everything. Especially because you got the same name as him. Man, before, right? so yeah, being a junior, it comes with a responsibility. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? So I was just, bro, I would be outside. My brother's going to tell you, bro, we would be playing basketball and football all day. And they would be, my grandmother would be like, it's time to come in. It's, I'm still outside. <laughs> I'm trying to get right. But, yeah, that definitely created the, the competitive drive in me. So It's, it's funny because when you're, when you're a kid, like, I, 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 can't, I didn't grow up with as many men in the house using it, but I had an older brother and older definitely. cousins and stuff like that. And I know how you feel. Like, when they beat you, it's just like you're just trying to figure out, wait, how can I do this? To, and it kind of consumes you a little bit as it a does. kid. Because you think, okay, what did I not do right? Like, I remember I used to play my brother at, at FIFA on PlayStation, and he would always beat me. And I still remember to this day the first time I ever beat him. Um, I was a much better team than him, but I actually beat him. Like he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't let me beat. That felt amazing. <laughs> 
and I was talking trash to him. I was like, That's I was it. like, rush run it back. He beat me five 0 the next game. But I was like, I got my dub. Yeah, yeah, I got my dub. And like from from that point on, like it kind of sets that competitive fire in you. Like I even noticed uh, with you yesterday. We, like we just played a game yesterday, and we had you had that route in the fourth quarter, and. I think I think it was like third or fourth down or whatever. Yeah. And like I I literally sat I, I was I was talking to Charles. I was like I was like Chuck, watch this. And I was like, you one on one with their American DB and you just cooked him like. That's it. <laughs> <Shem> Curry, baby. <laughs> but like for for me that like that's because you you didn't play the whole game pretty yeah, much. Yeah, that was my first play. That was your first play. You first were cold play. like no warm up like you just Come came off on the off the bench like. Put your gloves on. I was like, "You going in?" You're like, "Yeah." Don't let, don't let Thanos come in. <laughs> All five of <laughs> But that kind of that just speaks so much to like what you said, like your your patience, like just being patient throughout the game, and just being like super competitive, man. That's that's crazy. Um, but so obviously after Michigan State, you know, played a lot of, a lot of football. Michigan State, you went undrafted. What was mm-hmm. your mindset when you didn't see your name called? Uh at first it was challenging. I'm not gonna lie because as a kid. You just going up. You hear so many things. You go to the combine. You hear so many things. Then you back door and you go training and you, you know what I'm saying? You think so much. Yeah. You see the draft board and you see all that. you like, oh, damn it, Mike. And in the back of my head, I always knew, like, this is a possibility, you know, because, I mean, you did get hurt. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I didn't run the 40 at the combine. Oh, yeah. You, you, you couldn't. Yeah, so. What do you think you had to run? I think a low four five. Yeah. If I, I would have ran the four five, I would have shocked myself. Honestly, <laughs> I would have shocked myself. I can see that. I can see four five. I would have. I would have shocked myself. But it was just. I don't know. It was tough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But once again, it added fuel to the fire. All thirty two teams, like. You know what I'm saying? You missed out. Yeah, definitely. It added fuel to the fire, but I will say. For anybody who was in that situation, that doesn't classify you as a bad athlete or a football player. Mm. That game is a business, bro. Yeah. It's, it's not nothing. To, when I say playing chess, they playing chess with this, bro. They because you got to understand, like they have to do what's best for them. Mm-hmm. And once you understand that, you are gonna be smooth. Yeah, exactly, man. And and even like from you know being in the NFL for for a little bit of time as well. And coming here, like, what was that like to you? Because obviously, coach, was it Coach Cruz that reached out to you? Yeah. Yeah, what was that like to you when you got that opportunity? I mean, I was at home, honestly. Uh, I was about to go to Spring League back in America. Yeah. And then it was so many opportunities, like Canada <clears throat> and the Spring League. Mm. But by this time, I'm thinking like, man, bro. By this time, I'm not going to story to you. Mm. I was like... I'm getting, I'm kind of tired. My body banged up. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go and chill. And then. You think about Cruz hit me up. Yeah. Oh, damn. Because Cruz was hitting me up on Instagram. I'm like, bro, who is this guy? He keep hitting me. <laughs> and I just finally, like, took it upon. And then I was talking to one of my good friends back home, mm-hmm. named Jonathan Banks. He's my quarterback in high school. Talking about a phenomenal guy. But yeah. talking to him. And he was like, yeah, bro, you should, you know what I'm saying, do it. You know what I'm saying? Because he was thinking about doing the same thing. Mm. So I just gave it a shot. But I'm like, why not? Let me go and scratch this football itch I got. Yeah, yeah, And I was like, let me just do it. And I did it. And I mean, it's been, to have an opportunity to have never traveled a country, 
travel outside the country yeah, yeah, of the yeah. USA yeah. and to come to Europe, Germany. It's it's been it's been amazing seeing a lot of things that a guy coming from my situation and from my neighborhood, you yeah. would never would have thought yeah, in crazy. a thousand years you did you'll be over here. It's so crazy. It's no, no, definitely, man. And you know, would you say you're the first person in your family to, to come over here, like to Europe? Oh, to Europe, yeah. But my dad, uh, he was in the army, so he been oh, he traveled around Afghanistan, stuff. Baghdad, Ooh. stuff like that. So he had been uh, definitely. And that's when my mom get a lot of the things where she say like, "Me and my dad are so similar. Like we're not scared to like just go do out stuff. do like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's just you just gotta go get it, bro. What's yeah. gonna happen is gonna happen. I love that, man. And you know, like. There is patience, but there's also like just taking yourself to situations where you gotcha. kind of have to force yourself to adapt. Gotcha. And did you find that you had a, like an adaptation period here, or you know, were, were you just straight? You know, because it's football, you're straight. Definitely. I mean, it's it, my whole story been adapting. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. going to different neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? Surviving that, doing that, mm-hmm. uh, knowing how to play your role, and you know, survive certain things. I went to Michigan State. Yeah, from Houston, Texas. That's a big, that's a big difference in itself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Culture wise, climate wise, everything. But, but but one thing I learned from my father: by any means necessary, right? you got to do whatever it happens to do to take care of the family. Love so, that. So I always have built that catalyst in me. Like I don't care. Like as long as I got food, water, and a place to sleep, like we can make it happen. Dreams can come true. Love it, man. I love that, man. And and just before we wrap up, bro. When you see young athletes today, what would you say is one of the biggest mistakes you see them make in life or, you know, in the sport or whatever? Uh, the biggest thing, I mean, I'm going to say it like this. If I was a younger me growing up yeah, and I wanted to tell me now to what I tell my youngest, I would tell him that anything... If you want anything, and I know this is the cliche thing because everybody always said, yeah, whatever you want to be, you can be. Yeah. But whatever you want to do, and this is serious, if you are able, if God puts the breath in your body, yeah. the will for you to do things, you can do it, bro. You, everything, put in the work. And you're a kid, so I know, have fun, you know, chill with your friends. But if you want to be the best, Bro, you have to put the work in. It's not no secret code. It's a hand select the guys who can just wake up and be good. There's only like four or five of them. Yeah, but like, God ain't just touching everybody. Like, I'm going to let you be Bo Jackson. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You have to put the work in. My father, he instilled that in me. But it was at times that I still wanted to be a kid. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But see, that's what you should have to put. the. It is no rocket, like you said, rocket sign. Bro, you just have to put the work in. And once you do that, I promise you, you're going to succeed, bro. Because you're talking to a kid who was skinny, flimsy, that had no feet work, was not fast. Bro, I didn't, bro, I was not good in Little League football. Yeah. I got better yeah. through the work. I was not good in middle school. I got better through the summer. In high school, when I when I seen from my cousin, Zach Rollins, a great guy. Hmm. My old uh, godfather, Chris Gray. When I seen them put the instill in me to where, bro, if you do this every day, you know, game day, easy. Uh, once I adapted that superpower, <laughs> that's what the Infinity Stones. In high school, I had two Infinity Stones. Cause I had gained a couple of more, but now it's like I got all five. Huh? 
This is inevitable. Like you said, inevitable. Perfectly balanced, like all things should be. Come on now. <laughs> Got that reality stone. Snap these fingers, it can get real wicked. Oh <laughs> uh, no, but no, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Definitely. I, I'm definitely gonna take. I like that you know you spoke about patience as well, but like you know, I you kind of forget sometimes it is just about the hard work. Yeah, that's like that's the hardest. I say it's the hardest. It's the hardest and the easiest thing because. Definitely. It's always so straightforward. If you do these these specific things, you know you're gonna get better. But it, sometimes you just don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like you wake yeah, up. It's facts. You wake up one day and like, I just I don't really feel like eating good today. Not I don't really me. feel like practicing. But you have to do it because you know you want to get to a certain place. You got to, bro. And it's, it's and I know you guys laugh at me because I. I watched Michael Jordan the same episodes every game. No, nah, I like. I actually like it. But, I think it's cool, bro. But it's just adapting them qualities from this guy. This man was insane when it came to he wanted to be the best. He wanted the oh, greatest. Yeah. He wanted to win. Yeah. But he knew that if I do this by the book every time I get out here, you're going to be successful. And that's what I put to my, like, if I do this, trust me, Jason, but it's times where I'm like, I wake up in the morning like, ooh, I don't know about getting to this gym today. <laughs> but you know what's scarier than that on game day and the opportunity come and I don't catch it like oh man I'm gonna be devil I know I ain't gonna sleep then so I'd rather get some sleep some more sleep sleeping through the day or go to the gym or get no sleep from thinking about failing yeah yeah I'm fail I'm fail driven yeah I'm scared of it yeah me too man me too I think I I saw something about like people have different fears and one of them is a fear of failure that it's intense. The greatest nightmare, man. It's the greatest nightmare. Night. Thinking about that, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you can find Daryl on Instagram at Stu1225 and Twitter at DJ8Y7. Daryl, bro, it's been a pleasure no, definitely. talking to you, man. And I'll speak to you soon.